Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley and my mission is to help busy, burnt out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, friends, welcome back to your Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Haley, And as always, I am so excited to be here today. I find it kind of strange to be on video when I'm doing these podcasts still. Originally, when I started out, I was a little bit of a chicken, I'll be honest. And I was only comfortable doing the audio version. And uh, now we've progressed to making these YouTube episodes. So if you haven't already, go check out our YouTube. It's Health Pillars. You can just search Health Pillars on YouTube and you'll find the channel, your Vibrant Life channel on the Health Pillars page and all of the Spotify episodes are now available as the video on YouTube, which I think is really fun. I know myself personally, I watch, I don't watch a lot of podcasts. I actually listen to them um, when I'm driving or when I'm on the treadmill or going for a walk with my dog. And so I don't expect every single person to watch these episodes, but I just want to say that if this is going to be the episode that you watch, I recommend it because I'm going to pull a lot of, of pictures and graphs and also show a pull up a study. And we're going to go a little bit deeper on screen in this podcast episode more than I would usually do. Usually it's just me and my, my pretty face and whoever I brought onto the podcast with me that day chatting. But I want to make use of these videos and actually provide a little bit more value in terms of the visual component by integrating some pictures. So I've made a little presentation for today's podcast. You might be thinking, well, what are we listening to? what is today's podcast about? So let's get into it. Today's podcast episode is on period periodization. Now, if you're a dude, you may have just immediately been like, see you later. Don't do that. Because if you have a girlfriend or a wife or a partner or small children who are females, I think it's really important to understand what's going on in the female body, because that will help you to support us better in our goals and in life in general right? Being on the same page, understanding what we're going through. And I think that the other component of this is that if you are a male trainer, now I have a lot of male trainers in my social circle, being an online coach. And so if you're one of those dudes, if you're one of my homies who trains online, then I strongly suggest that you would continue to listen to this episode so that you can learn about how to help women train with their cycle. Super important concept. So let's just dive right into it. Period periodization. What is it exactly? I am going to share my screen so that you guys can see what's going on here. Okay, here we go. So period periodization. This is how to train with your cycle and be a badass woman in the gym. So for me as a trainer and as a fitness professional, it's really important for me to be able to maximize my potential in the gym. 
And I feel that having a cycle as a woman, it can be very frustrating to be having, you know, a couple of really good weeks in the gym. You're crushing it. You feel motivated. You feel really strong and energized. And then you hit mid month, you hit your, you hit ovulation and things start to take a little bit of a nosedive for you. And you may not actually correlate that with your cycle at all. You may just think that you're failing or you're becoming unmotivated. And those little thoughts, those little thought bubbles that come up and go, oh, I'm just so unmotivated or I'm so tired. You start to believe that to be true. And that becomes your reality essentially when you're leaning into that. So for myself personally, I feel that it's so valuable to track your cycle and to know where you're at on your cycle so that when you're training, you can give yourself some grace. You can know when to push yourself harder and you can know when it's important for you to listen to your body so you don't get injured. These are all really important components of training with your cycle and period periodization. Now, I also want to emphasize that the fluctuations in our hormones may be drastic on paper. They may look, there are big changes, but the actual studies in science into period periodization show that the changes in power and strength, et cetera, are actually quite minimal. And so I wanted to emphasize that because I don't think that we need to use our periods as an excuse. And if you're out there and you get extreme premenstrual syndrome disorder and it's like debilitating, let's say you have something like endometriosis or you have PCOS and you get really bad period pain and terrible symptoms. And it's like, you cannot get out of bed for three days, literally can't get out of bed without puking or crying. I'm not speaking to you and I'm sending you my love and giving you all the compassion and empathy in the world because I have never had that. And I don't know what that feels like, but I do know that discomfort and that level of frustration must be so extreme. I understand the feeling of discomfort. I understand the feeling of frustration and I can empathize with you, but I can't put myself in your shoes because I have actually been very blessed with not having any major cycle imbalances. I've had cycles that are longer than others, and I, but I've never had severe PMS pain. And so this is when I'm saying that we don't want to use it as an excuse. I'm not talking to the people who have severe hormone imbalances. But I think for a lot of women, what can happen, and I'm just going to get this out of the way with at the beginning because... You know, I might get a, a couple of angry comments from this, but I think that we can use it as an excuse. And the truth is that it is real. It's not, you know, in your brain. There is symptoms of PMS. There are changes in your hormones. But 14 days of the month, we're feeling decent. And the other 14 days of the month, we're kind of in recovery or declining. And there's about seven days of the month in there where, quite frankly, you probably don't feel the greatest. You have low motivation and drive. Your sleep sucks. You're not recovering well. And do you want to spend 25%, a minimum of 25% of your life being uncomfortable and unhappy? Or do you want to fucking do something about it? Excuse my language. But seriously, like, do you want to spend 25% of your life making excuses for yourself not to go to the gym and to be unhappy and to fail on your diet and to, you know, miss your targets? Or do you want to find the strategy and the solutions and optimize your hormones and optimize training with your cycle and knowing how to implement the proper supplements and when so that you can crush your goals and be a badass all month. Now that's where I want to be. 100%. That's where I want to be. So let's take a look at this. Okay. So this first slide that I'm pulling up here is the rise and fall in our hormones. So you can see from day one, we have an incline in our estrogen. Okay. 
right up to around ovulation. Now we get a spike in LH, which is a luteinizing hormone, right around day 14-ish if you have a regular cycle. Now this is not for the women who have birth control that doesn't let them get their cycle because that keeps your hormones more stable and doesn't allow these crazy fluctuations where we're going to have the drop off of the hormones. This drop of the hormones is where we actually see the period happen. So if you're on a, a birth control that keeps your hormones elevated all the time, you won't get this drop as extreme or extreme enough to create the menstruation. Okay. You will still feel a bit of a cycle as a woman, even if you're on birth control, that doesn't allow you to get your period. Now this is men, the daily rise and fall of testosterone. I mean, small envy, but I love being a woman and I love helping beautiful babes. So actually recently I've transitioned into coaching and supporting more men. I coach men and women, obviously, but I really enjoy training athletes and, and training men, especially men who want to put on some muscle and improve their gut health. But at the end of the day, I'm a woman. And I think it's important to have this conversation around hormones and training because it's not well spoken of. So we have these hormones, we have this rise of estrogen up to around ovulation, and then it tapers off. We have our progesterone relatively low and stable in the first half of the cycle. And then it peaks around three quarters of the way through. So around day 21, and then we'll see a drop off, which is where we start to see our PMS symptoms happening around days 22 to 28. So that's six to seven days before your period. It's most extreme in the days right before. So probably day 26, seven and eight when you get your cycle. Now let's take a look at testosterone in this picture. So we actually get a bit of a bump in testosterone when luteinizing hormone comes out. So luteinizing hormone spikes on day 14, but we also see a rise in testosterone then. Now, interestingly enough, this is when we're gonna be the strongest around day 14. Estrogen is the highest and so is our testosterone levels. This is going to give you more power and strength and more resiliency to pain. But there is some complications here, or I guess things to be careful of, because it can actually create a more higher risk for injury as well. So if you are pushing yourself in the gym around day 14, we just want to make sure that we're careful. So meet your hormones. We have estrogen, progesterone, and luteinizing hormone. Okay. So estrogen. Estrogen is the one that rises up to about day 14. So on the climb in the first half of the cycle in our follicular phase. So the neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, and GABA all play significant roles in regulating our mood and our general feelings of well-being. I like to think of serotonin as our kind of like happiness hormone, but it does a lot more than happiness. Okay. But it's just very important to understand that that's how we see serotonin. I should probably do a specific podcast on honestly, each of these neurotransmitters, because they're all very important. Serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, GABA, all very important and significant roles and could each have their own podcast. What's important to understand is that these neurotransmitters have a very powerful and strong connection to our endocrine hormones. So these are called the neuroendocrine connections. So these neuroendocrine connections, meaning connections between how our, our sex hormones influence our neurotransmitters is why we experience different moods that fluctuate throughout the month. And during PMS, this primary cause is through the estrogen serotonin relationship. So estrogen is an important serotonin and agonist, meaning it is going to help serotonin production. Now, again, if you have gut health issues, serotonin, up to 90% of that is produced in your gut. So that's going to be the primary reason for serotonin deficiency. But when we have estrogen dropping off in the second half of the cycle, we see our serotonin levels go down as well. And right before a cycle, when we get that extreme plummet in both the estrogen and progesterone, 
that's when we see that big drop in serotonin and we kind of get that PMS depression. So we also will experience cravings for carbohydrates because eating carbohydrates gives us a boost in serotonin. So during that time of the month, it's more likely for you to want carbs and sugar. But funnily enough, it's also the time of the month that your body is the most insulin resistant and doesn't respond as well to carbohydrates. So it's kind of a catch-22. So estrogen is also a dopamine modulator. So dopamine, I think of dopamine as our like focus and concentration and our ability to feel proud when we've accomplished something. That's dopamine. So that in conjunction with low serotonin really impacts our focus and cognitive function in addition to influencing mood and pain symptoms. So yay us, we get this drop in estrogen. And then again, right before a cycle. So right after ovulation and right before a period, we will experience this decline in dopamine and serotonin where we feel less motivated and less happy. But I'm not pulling the poor me card because there's things we can do to correct this, okay? Now, it's really important to understand that we don't want to fight the body. We are here to work with the body, not against it. But I think that it makes sense if you are someone who's active in the gym to try and level the playing field for yourself a little bit, to pull out the biohacks so that you don't have to be you know, training 25% less or so that 50% of your month at the gym sucks. Like that, it's not fun, right? And to be more consistent at the gym, having a plan in place to work with your hormones is the number one. So let's talk about progesterone next. Progesterone also plays a key role in the monthly cycle, like I mentioned before. So let's talk about progesterone estrogen quickly. Progesterone builds a cycle, progesterone holds it in. So when we have low progesterone levels, that's when we'll sometimes get that like mid-cycle to late-cycle spotting or a shortened cycle. When we have too much estrogen, what can happen is we end up extending this so that our cycle is really long, 36, 37, 38 kind of days. That usually tells me that there's there can be an estrogen dominance, but there's lots of different symptom pictures here that we can look at and uh, how that's manifesting. So progesterone is a GABA agonist. So GABA, I want you guys to think of like GABA as the yin in your brain and glutamate as the yang. Okay. So we have GABA and glutamate and actually or glutamate is the precursor of GABA. So we take glutamate in the body and we convert it through to GABA, okay? So progesterone is the GABA agonist. So as we see progesterone rise, we will also see our GABA rise. And then boom, what happens when progesterone drops? GABA drops. And what happens in this last week before a cycle? Shitty sleeps. What happens when we have shitty sleeps? Lower production of growth hormone. What happens when we have lower production of human growth hormone? Crappy recovery. This is why you're more sore training around your cycle and you have a harder time recovering from your workouts. Shitty sleep, lower GABA, and GABA has a direct impact on our HGH levels. In fact, supplementing with GABA can have a significant effect on your HGH and human growth hormone. So we'll talk about that as a potential supplement. I also understand that issues with glutamate levels, so glutamate is the precursor to GABA or other environmental factors that are influencing that conversion of glutamate to GABA mean that you could be at a higher risk for anxiety in that second half of your cycle if you're not actually producing GABA and you're kind of stuck with glutamate in the brain, which makes us feel anxious. So let's talk a little bit about the first, how to train with your cycle here. So days one to 14, we're actually more glycolytic, meaning we burn carbs more efficiently. Good time to train harder. So really good time to push harder. And this phase from day zero to 14, so right from the day your period starts till day 14. Obviously, if you have terrible cramps on day one, don't do a lot of heavy lifting. 
you're not going to be able to engage your core well. But as soon as those cramps start to ease, then you can start pushing it hard in the gym again as your hormones are on the rise. Your body loves carbs at this time and is going to have more ability to handle more intensity and pain and power. So day 14 is when we see that tiny little rise in testosterone, but we also see this being our time that we're the strongest. So this phase occurs for most women around day 14 if your cycle is a 28-day cycle, but it could be anywhere between days 13 to 15, maybe to 16. And your relative strength levels remain elevated and ability to generate force is sustained. So this is an ideal time, according to the Journal of Physiology, to attempt personal records and personal bests. When I used to do training for powerlifting, I timed my personal records or my PRs, my testing days on the middle of my cycle because that was when I was the strongest. Also be careful though, when this concentration of estrogen elevates right before ovulation, this can interfere with collagen synthesis and neuromuscular control. In the American Journal of Sports Medicine, ACL injuries were reported to be four to eight times higher mid-cycle than any other time. Now I also see this as quite possibly if we're playing sports as women, if we have a little higher testosterone and we have a little more like, let's fucking go attitude, obviously going to be a higher time that you're going to be at risk for injury too, just because you're pushing it that much harder with less self-preservation. Days 15 to 28, the luteal phase. This is when our body becomes more lipolytic. So this might feel more of like an uphill battle at this point in time. So during this time, your overall performance and output intensity, et cetera, declines. Your body tends towards higher than normal temperatures. You'll usually sweat more and get hotter and you're less efficient, efficient and will fatigue more quickly. So this is the time that I recommend that we focus more on endurance-based exercises. And instead of doing like HIIT training, like a boot camp class or sprints, really good time to focus on some things like yoga, Pilates, walking. I don't give up my strength training in the second half of my cycle. Hell no. I train hard all four weeks of my cycle, but I do this and I'm trained to do this and I've been doing it for a long time. And so you may need to ease into exercise in that week of your cycle and the week before your cycle if it's not something you're used to. So ease into exercise that feels good. And if you are training heavier lifts right around your cycle and your core strength isn't there, cramping, whatever else is going on, and just less power output, I would recommend wearing a lifting belt just for a couple of days around that time that can help protect your lower back. Insulin sensitivity is also the lowest at this time. You're better at burning fats, but you're going to crave carbs. I know, catch 22. So having some good fruits and basically having good pre and post-workout nutrition here because your body's going to optimize carbohydrate use right around your training session. So if you can have your primary carbohydrates post-workout, you're going to utilize those better and the insulin sensitivity won't be as big of an issue. Try not to overdo it with eating simple carbs in this part of your cycle. Do your best to eat your carbs in complex form with a good source of fat and protein. Now, in conclusion, you guys, there's a study here where I just pulled up the conclusion of the study, but let's just take a quick look at it. So basically this study, which is from Springer Plus, it was the effects of follicular versus luteal phase-based strength training in young women, okay? So the conclusion of it was that the study demonstrated that follicular phase-based strength training, so the first half of your cycle, induced a greater effect on muscle strength, muscle, and type 2 fiber diameters, and nuclei to fiber ratio compared to luteal phase-based strength training in untrained and moderately trained women. We recommend that females who have their cycle without oral contraception base the periodization of strength training on their individual menstrual cycle. Make sense? So there, it's the significance is not huge, but it's there. It shows. Now, 
how do we get around this? How do we navigate this as a woman? Well, like I've said, push hard in the first 14 days. Day 14, if you're going to hit some PRs, that's your time. Days 15 to 28, I'd say, you know what? It's probably around day 21, 22 that I'm saying, okay, if you really feel lethargic and weak, maybe that's when you implement the Pilates and some hiking and things like that. But I push out all four weeks in the gym. I'm just more moderate. I make sure I wear my lifting belt on heavy lifts in that last week of my cycle for sure. And also just mindful that you're not as good at burning carbs. Don't try and do high intensity cardio, no sprinting. Do some low intensity cardio. That's going to be your best bet. Do your sprints in the first half of your cycle. Okay, now here's my three things that you can do. Number one, GABA. When we see that drop, so around day 21 of your cycle, implementing 1,000 to 3,000 milligrams of GABA can help us to increase our HGH or human growth hormone to help support recovery and get you a deeper night's sleep when our GABA declines and that progesterone has dropped off right before our cycle. Now, when we see the decline of estrogen and we start to see our serotonin levels drop and our mood drop, that's right after our ovulation, you can take a 5-HTP and also knowing that in the second half of your cycle, you're going to be craving carbs. Why are we craving carbs? Because the serotonin drop. Carbohydrates in your body are going to induce an effect on serotonin. And so by taking 5-HTP, 5-HTP, you guys, is the precursor to serotonin and serotonin is the precursor to melatonin. Now, where does 5-HTP come? It comes from an amino acid called tryptophan, but tryptophan has two pathways it can go down. It can go down a pathway to become quinolinic acid, which really just is an irritant, a nerve irritant, or it can go down a pathway to become serotonin. But first it becomes 5-HTP. When this path is overactive towards the, the side of the quinolinic acid, then we can experience anxiousness and mood imbalances. That's often correlated with gut health because the tryptophan synthesis is happening in the gut. So if you are someone who is prone to anxiety, then 5-HTP can be very beneficial for that as well. But I just want to mention here that this podcast, you guys, everything I see on here is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing is meant on here to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure. And if you are taking medication, be very careful with implementing supplements. If you are on an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication, I do not recommend taking 5-HTP or GABA. It could actually be quite dangerous. So I just want to throw that out there that you're very mindful of that because those are common medications. So for women who are not on antidepressants in the second half of your cycle, 5-HTP is something you can take. It's going to help to prevent carb cravings because it's going to produce that serotonin for you. And it's going to help to boost your mood so that you don't feel it's cranky. Last thing was the dopamine and how we remember how dopamine also drops off. Dopamine, so cold showers, you guys, cold therapy. You guys know Logan and I did a podcast on cold therapy recently. And cold therapy is very powerful in terms of its effects on dopamine and norepinephrine. Now, dopamine receptors and dopamine production increases with cold therapy. So my advice is if you're really struggling with mood and motivation is not just to get comfortable with cold showers in the second half of your cycle, because you're going to not have the motivation to do it, but it's to do them throughout the entire month. And then maybe do them like two or three times a week in the first half of your cycle and bump that up to five to six times a week in the second half of your cycle. I would be doing daily cold showers in the morning, in the week before my period to really boost that motivation and drive, give myself that, you know, dopamine feeling so that I feel proud and motivated and excited to get into the gym. So those are my three tips, GABA, 5-HDP and dopamine, I mean, cold showers. And on top of that, you guys want to make sure that you're taking your basics, your omega-3s, magnesium, vitamin D as women, especially. All right, you guys, that is it for today. I hope that this podcast episode was valuable. If you got to catch the YouTube version, I hope that this was fun and exciting and interactive for you. This is my first time doing like a presentation 
for a podcast. So this is kind of a cool episode for me. And next time I record an podcast episode, you guys, it might not be in this office. And I'm kind of like pre-recording a couple episodes here, but I'm actually going to Mexico for eight weeks and I'm really excited. So my next podcast episode will hopefully be done down in Mexico, unless I can squeeze one in next week before my travel plans. Maybe I'll be able to get one more episode done before I travel down. But peace, love, and personal growth, you guys, and catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Your Vibrant Life Podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 